Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of uh, the Mighty Petro Podcast. This is episode number four or five, and I haven't done one in a quite a bit. Um, I kind of just do these things when I'm feeling like I want to say something to my people. You know what I mean? If you don't know what I mean, they get to know what I mean because that's what I mean. Uh, I just want to start off, um, like the past couple of podcasts, it's a little, 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 little bit of sports news, um, one in Toronto, uh, this past weekend, Nazem Kadri, long time leave, 10 years in the NHL, man, he's been traded to Colorado, uh, for Tyson Berry. Um, those were the two big acquisitions, the two big names in the trade. Um, also coming back to Toronto was Alex Kerfoot. And hey, I would think it was a sixth-round pick. And Avalanche got Kali Rosen along with Kadri and a third-round pick. Um, I think those are for in years to come. I'm sitting my jewel right now. Oh, shit. You think if I fucking sit on my jewel, I'll get, like... Some type of disease if I talk this shit now. Fuck it. So, yeah. Um, big news out of Toronto. Kadri's uh, been them with, uh, with the lease for 10 years. And uh, I remember when he got drafted. And and uh, it, took him, it took him like two years or a year to actually crack the lineup. And then became a solid player. And then... Eventually, found his his way in the lineup. His production has been kind of down for the past like year or two. I think last year he got like thirty points. Um, Not not a pretty big statistics guy. Uh, Just just thinking something like that. I think it was like thirty goals, and then um, had had a not the best season. Forty four points or something like that. He had in like seventy three games or something. It's um, it's a well needed, I think, trade for Toronto. Um, although they lost some depth down the center now that Kadri's gone, but at the same time, Alex Kerfoot would be probably be, be taking his place. Um, Kerfoot, I, it's a solid player. I mean, he put up the the same amount of points basically as Kadri in the past season. I think Kerfoot's a sleeper uh, player that um that. Will be solid for Toronto on uh, this upcoming season, and obviously they get Tyson Berry Toronto, and um, and uh, a much needed right-handed defense and a much needed top a top defender. I'm assuming he'll be lining up with Kadri, or not Kadri. He'll be lining up with Riley um, on that top pairing, and so yeah, a, a big splash for the Leafs, and. Other big splashes like Panarin got got signed by the Rangers, and the whole uh, whole fiasco with his match sheet or with his offer sheet from Montreal and then Carolina matching it. Um, for one, I want to just say that that set really set the tone. That uh, the Aho contract really set the tone for the uh, Richard to free agents um, like Marner and Cat and. Um, I keep saying fucking Kadri, and and um, 
Patrick Laine and Kyle Connor, all those guys. And because you, if anybody knows Aho, you know Aho's a, a outstanding player. Um, he lit it up this se- uh, this past season, and even Carolina was shocked by the amount that he got paid. I mean, it's it was like uh, just under eight and a half, and it was kind of shocking uh, for the caliber player that he is. And I guess there was expectations he was going to get more, probably somewhere around nine and to like nine and a half uh, around that ballpark range, and so. It was kind of a shocker. So, I mean, Carolina got them, got him for a steal. I, th- I would say, um, for the amount that everyone thought he was going to get paid, which, like I said, really sets the tone for a guy like Marner, um, and for the rest of the free restricted free agents and in the NHL, it's kind of like, okay, so uh, if this guy gets eight point four five, and he had, and he's almost almost as good as Marner, right? Uh, if you're talking about points, points-wise, points I mean, Marner had, I think, 10 or 11 more points than him this season. So from, if you're going from that perspective, uh, which I always try to go by, but it's a, substantial low, a substantial low amount, right? And so now it's kind of like, okay, Marner, now do you, like... He he wants somewhere in the, like Austin Matthews money, somewhere around there, eleven five, eleven six, and now it's kind of like, is he worth an extra five million uh, for a guy in Sebastian who who's almost as good, who took eight eight just under eight and a half, right? So now that it comes down to um, that question uh, for for Marner and and the Leafs, I think it's better for the Leafs that this happened for the organization uh, because it's kind of like. Okay, you're asking for eleven and a half. Now look at this guy, right? So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what uh, what transpires between those uh, those two parties, Marner and and uh, and Dewis, right? So, um, I hope they sign him, man. Like, be fucking. Um, I hope we fucking no no we need him. I'm not gonna say we don't need him because he's an amazing player, and I don't I don't see him going anywhere else. Um. I really hope he doesn't, man, because he's he's a fucking great player and and uh, he's so young, twenty two years old. He's fucking my age, um, and so I mean, I really hope he stays in Toronto, uh, Toronto born kid. And I, I don't think uh, there's such thing as I wanted to say this. There's no such thing as a hometown discount anymore. Um, well, I don't think there is, because if you if there was, he'd already be signed by now. He would have taken the money and 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 signed, right? Which is um, it's kind of crazy how with the Nylander thing, with Nylander signing this off season and how long that took, and and Marner, I thought would be a different a different uh, scenario. I thought he would have signed way quicker already. Um, it's, it's it just like, you're leaving your team hanging, right? Like you're, you're, it's like, do you want to be here? If you do, you would take, you would take anything that's close to what you would expect, right? I mean, if you really want to play, right? If you really want to play for the Leafs and you think that we're going to do something special, I mean, I would, uh, me, if that was my situation, um, which I really hope, um, 
it did, but my hockey dreams have uh, are long gone. Uh, back in the uh, Pickery House League days, um, I was a top scorer in oh, I want to say oh four oh five in the House League ranks of Pickering. I was uh, snip a snipping top Geno's. Um, uh, as as big as a kid I was, I was snip top 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 chatter. Um, tried going on one knee for a quick celly, but uh, couldn't make it down all the way, so I just uh, stood on my both uh, both my uh, skates and just put my hand up because uh, it was kind of a struggle for me to really get down on the knee. Um, never mind uh, 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 shooting the top cheddar, you know. Um, yeah. So if I were if I were if I were to sign with the lease and I wanted to stay there, like I would take anything close to what. Um, I'm supposed to be paid or or, or I think I should get paid at least, right? Uh yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff is going down. A lot of stuff is up in the air for Richard to free agents in NHL and also the NBA. We know Kevin Durant went to the Nets. Yeah, um, big fucking deal. NBA is actually I, I've been looking at the NBA and understanding um just how much of a joke it is to be honest. Uh, the NBA is, is there, first of all, their salary cap is insane, right? And it's old. And so that means what's their salary cap is so big. Like you can basically sign, you can sign any, you can sign the the players that you want. The teams that have the most money, are typically the teams, I would say that, that win it all. It's like baseball, the Yankees, Usually, and and Boston, right? They're the teams that are always in there. They're always in the contention because they can afford players. In baseball, there's no salary cap. In the NBA, there's the salary cap is is astronomical. Like it's fucking crazy. It's too it's too much. And and I was like comparing how NHL and NBA are as far as uh, a better entertainment uh, to watch, right? And I was having this conversation with one of my uh, buddies at work. So, uh, Jordan, if you listen to this, um, NBA is is not as good as the NHL. NHL is uh, taking a cake as far as entertaining sports and as far as fairness and the the amount of equal opportunity. Not equal opportunity. Yeah, I guess equal opportunity for for players and an equal um, uh, winning platform for every team in the league. So let me say this for one thing. Um, LeBron has been in the last whatever fucking seven championships, NBA championships, right? Because he gets players that he wants on his team, or he joins a super team. You saw that with Miami, um, saw that in Cleveland with Kyrie and Kevin Love, and you're seeing it now in LA and uh, with Anthony Davis and potentially maybe Kawhi Leonard's going there. Who knows? And look, Golden State—they've been in the past whatever five years or so because they got fucking Kevin Durant. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and you got Klay Thompson. That's your, and then you got Demarcus Cousins, which was a big disappointment for them. But um, uh, and he can't even find a job now, which fucking sucks because Demarcus was one of my favorite players. But anyways, it's it's the teams. It, it, there's no there's no equal there's no equal opportunities for for teams, right? And you 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 already have this predictability going into the playoffs that. No, realistically, no underdog team can really can really uh, win. Essentially, like the first round, the first round of NBA playoffs 
is typically the typically the the warm up games the first two rounds really are typically the warm up games for for um for the first place teams in each conference right and like you already kind of already have a, a sense of who's going to the finals and who's not and who's going to Eastern Con- conference finals and, and who's not and um there's just no equal equal um uh, playing fields there, and it has to do a lot with the cap. Like I said, with the cap uh, situation they have in the NBA compared to the NHL. In the NHL, it's like seventy-three million, I want to say, or something like that in the cap and the cap pit. So, it's not a lot of wiggle room for a lot of good players to really team up together and and build super teams, right? The, I think the last time um, uh, uh, Stanley Cup has been won back to back was in. Oh one, a back to back has been oh or or the two teams have made it no no sorry, a team was one back to back was Detroit, was on oh one and then two teams have made a back to back was an oh four, but from oh four on it's it's always been a different, different Stanley Cup final right, and and it's always some it's always somebody new like you don't see a lot of three peats or two peats in the NHL as much as you do in the in the NH- in the NHL or sorry in the in the NBA in the NBA there's a lot more two piece and three piece we saw it all with the Lakers we saw it with Miami we saw it with Golden State and and that's because of the amount of money teams can spend on their team and amount of recruiting they can because they have the money to sign these players right so and and which like like I said this brings me back to my predictability if you got if you got a team like golden state this past season um or two seasons or three seasons ago who have have players like you know who they are clay thompson different yeah you know what i'm talking about they obviously are always the favorites right like it's inevitable like you know you kind of already have uh an understanding of who's gonna win and if Kawhi goes to lakers i mean it's fucking it's in the bag really like i don't i don't care if you don't have depth on your team, uh, like I mean, you know how Lakers are—they don't have really much depth on their team right now. They're basically their D League squad plus Anthony Davis and, and Kuzma and, and LeBron, basically. And so, and and so it's—that's what I mean by um, how much of a joke NBA is as far as equal opportunities for each team to actually play. Uh, it's a lot more skill based. Like I mean, as far as. It it takes us it takes two or three skilled guys to win a whole team, to to win a whole fucking championship. Sorry, and with NHL it's always you get one or two you get one skill guy like or two skill guys, but then you have a a, a, a lot more players around you to build around uh, that team, and and you always have you always have uh like. Usually one or yeah, like one or two guys, and then everybody else out of the twenty six players on our, that are on our team, they're they're good, and they're good, like they're solid players, and then that's what it helps them. You know what I mean? Helps these teams go on further and further, and that has to do with the like I said, the 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 cap, the whole situation with that man. Like it's um a whole lot easier. I think I'm I, I'm legit uh. I'm legit trying to think of more stuff to really say about this, but like I think I've already said what I of what uh, I really think about it, and about what I think about the whole uh, 
the whole it, NHL being better. Uh, for another reason, too, is one, there's a whole, a whole lot more uh, speed to the game and a whole lot more intensity. Um, NBA is kind of like, okay, you get a few fast breaks every now and then, right, down down the court. And then most of the time, it's someone's bringing in ball up the court, and yeah, the guys are racing back, but they're legit standing there until someone makes a move or someone makes a cut or, you know what I mean? And then they have to, like, you know what I mean? Go to their man and chase their man around. But at the same, at the more, more times, it's it's more like standing around waiting for a play to happen, play to develop. Rather than NHL, you're constantly moving your feet. The puck is going back and forth. The puck is getting batted around from team to team. Uh, the puck can be loose. The players go after it, fighting. Um, there's stick handling. You got to use your stick for another thing. Like, you're not even you're using your hands, yes, but you're using your stick, using your stick with your hands to 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 use us to to play on to play a, a rubber rubber disc basically on on ice, right? And and that's another thing. You're on ice. You're using skates. Takes a lot of balance. Takes a lot of skill to stand your feet, right? I can go on about this shit, man, forever because I don't care what anybody. Ha- I don't. I, I I legit anybody says that NBA is a ha- a lot harder and a, a better league than the NHL um um uh, you don't know sports this is it like okay another thing NBA draft why 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 okay let's start, okay and an NHL draft right let's compare the two NHL draft you can see your G. You can see on the floor the GM's going to work. It's a lot more. It's a lot more uh, visually appealing, um, or you can get, uh, for the viewer who watching. You can kind of get a sense of what's going on, on the floor because you see there's the GMs lined up all on the ground with their with their teams on it in on tables, and you can see deals going moving uh, maneuvering on it, on the ground. And for people that are in the stadium, you can see what's going on on the ground with teams, right? NBA, there's not that. There's just the players sitting there waiting to be called, whatever, right? Um, another thing, um, when NHL draftees get called up uh, to the stage, they're with their team, they're with the the organization, the people, the owners, the GMs, the coaches. They're all up there. The guy gets to put on his jersey that he's that he's gonna be pl- that he's, the team that he's gonna be playing for has the hat, and and he's and he gets to take a picture with them, and he gets welcomed by the team. NBA, they give you a fucking hat uh, with the team logo, and you take a picture with the commissioner. Um, I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot more um, uh, 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 team, I guess, a lot more. Okay, when I see that, I think of I think of um, a player or a team really wanting for this really want this player right you would be there to to introduce your player to the team with the whole with the whole organization there right your gm your coach you have everything you have everybody there right not just hiding out in the back and like or you're new the, most of the time that probably like newer the, the coaches are or the the staff are back back from where they are like back in the like where they where the organization is they're not actually there at the jaff physically themselves 
And let me just say that some of the suits for the NBA are just fucking ridiculous. Um, uh, it just shows that the, uh, that the NBA is a lot more money uh, money invested uh, league. Uh, they care a lot more about the players. At least they care a lot more about the the money um, than uh, uh, um, than the than obviously the the draftees for the NHL do. I mean, they're not coming out with big ass fancy suits and shit like that. Not Rolexes on and stuff. And I don't know. That's just my two two cents on uh, the comparison between the two NBA um, uh, NBA and the NHL. Uh, enough about all that stuff. Um, if anybody knows me well enough, um, you know that I always say this to uh, people: is that uh, um, is to get out of your get out of people get out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? I always I'm always. Uh, I know I have trouble doing that stuff too, and get it out of your, get out of my comfort zone. But it's, um, it's, it's always a work in progress, right? And I've, I've come across something that's pretty interesting, to, I think, to me, and that I think a lot of people should try. Uh, that can help you get out of, like, essentially, um, help you get out of comfort zones, as well as uh, you can get a comparison between, okay, I've done this, so like, what's this gonna do to me? You know what I mean? So the one thing I've, I've, I've been doing for the past uh i would say about two weeks uh uh, maybe two and a half something like that and it's really helped me uh understand uh the difference between fight and flight right um so the fight and flight you essentially is um you stay if you're in a situation or a scenario you you have two options right you stay in there and and you um deal with the uncomfortableness and uh you keep you keep doing it over and over again and you essentially become comfortable with the situation or the uh, scenario and um you face whatever's uh in front of you right you face it in the moment you face it uh right there and then and then the flight the other the other flight um uh, option is for a person who is in a situation they decide to um, run away or they decide to uh, um, uh, try to escape themselves from a situation whether it being um, escaping to say uh, some to your room or you um, go on your phone uh, because you don't want to be in that scenario because it's too uncomfortable for you. Your body and your brain is telling you, I can't do this. Um, I got to get out now. I got to get out now. I got to get out now. And it's kind of it's kind of crippling for you. So you, the only way to get out of it, the only way to, to uh, remain calm and seduce it is to escape uh, through whatever it is that you th- you may think that you, you may may not think it's a scapegoat or you may not think it's you're escaping from it but essentially um you're using something to to uh block out um that situation and not and not confront it uh head on and so that thing that i've been doing for the past two or three two or three weeks is as i've been taking a lot of uh cold showers and some of you will be thinking like yo why would you why would you take cold showers like I mean, if you think about it, 
um, how many people have ever, not how many people, but I mean, all of you are listening, ask yourself, do you take hot showers or do you take cold showers? What's more comfortable for you? And if if you, I would I want to say a majority of you are probably going to say, yeah, obviously hot showers, not hot, but like, I mean, hot, like, yeah, like hot showers are more comfortable for most people, I would, I would assume, um, because um, it's comforting and I mean, it's soothing. You're used to it. You take hot showers. A lot of people take hot showers. Not a lot of people want to take cold showers. I mean, if you have, if you don't have the choice, then you have to take cold showers. Then you have to take cold showers, right? Like, but I have the choice between taking a hot shower and a cold shower. And lately, I've been taking cold showers because I've learned that for one, for me personally, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but when I take cold showers, um, uh, I usually take um, like sometime after I get up, or maybe a bit just before I go to bed, or something like that. And more times that I, I, it's for me, it's one that I found that um, I've been a lot more aware and alert of my uh, uh, my surroundings, and I've been a lot more uh, energetic. Um, it's helped me to do uh, a lot more things because, um, for some reason, I feel like when I when I come out of the shower and my head is fucking freezing i'm just dripping of water i'm just i'm just freezing I'm just cold right it is freaking it is it is cold and but like that coldness steeps into my my brain it just wakes it up you know what i mean it's something uh it's called it's called the wim hof theory i'm not too um familiar with it but i know the 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 um the the basis of it uh the wim hof theory uh is that like it was this dude who who I think he went to the Arctic or something like that, and like he he just um, he no clothes. He was just in in the cold, and uh, he says that like once you're in the cold, you're 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 a lot more prone. Your your mind is a lot more prone to um, uh, thinking a lot thick, quicker, a lot faster, and you're in survival mode, and you're and you're and you're and you're putting your body through discomfort, but which eventually becomes um, your 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 goal to be more comfortable with other things uh later on down the road and there's also like a breathing technique that he does i'm um, just look it up uh, i'm not fully aware of 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 what uh wim hof is teaching but like that's the overall sketch of what it, it it'll uh, what he'll cover he'll go into more detail if you just look it up wim hof w-i-m i think it's h-o-f-f -F. i'm gonna look this up real quick um, Wim Hof, W-I-M, yeah, W-I-M-H-O-F, the Dutch athlete, um, so yeah, he has set a Guinness World Record for swimming under ice and prolonged full body contact with ice and still holds the record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. So, yeah, so he's kind of like the, the I, wouldn't say, I don't know about founder, but I mean, um, that's where I've kind of uh, got it from. So his nickname is the Iceman. So, I mean, um, he, he must really be associated with ice, obviously. Uh, well, this guy's like meditating in ice now, too. Holy shit. He has ice on his face. Um yeah, so taking cold showers for me, one like I said, it's been I've become more aware, more more alert of uh, of what it is that I want to uh, do, and it's like um, it brings me a sense of uh, energy. 
Uh, number two, it's helped me uh, get through some things that uh, they've that uh, that I would maybe would assume would be uncomfortable for most times. Um, uh, kind of uh, make me face these uncomfortable things uh, because I look back when I'm in the cold shower and it help and uh, I think okay if I can do that um, then. I can really not do anything, but I can overcome this certain thing, right? And it's uh, it's pretty interesting to um, to do, and it's it's uh, it's it makes you it makes you realize also too that um, that you have the choice between fight or flight, and if you fight, you start to become common situation. And sometimes when I'm in the cold shower, sometimes the water feels like it's warm, really. Um, because I, sometimes I have to just get really comfortable with it, um, and that's essentially what I have to. Um, uh, what it, what it came down to is just like okay, um, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was, and you just kind of get used to it, type of thing. Uh, so that's another thing um, that I kind of wanted to share a little, a little, a little. Uh, deep dive into what I've been trying to uh, do for the past uh, couple of weeks to try to get uh, comfortable with the uncomfortable and it's, it's kind of hard for some people and I think the hardest thing is just taking that leap taking that uh, that step and not to think about it and just execute um, I know I get caught up in that stuff a lot um, not executing and not just saying fuck it and doing it it's uh, some people like I might find myself I tend to let's just like think about stuff you know what I mean think about the situation think about the scenario and 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 uh, and, and and think about the situation way too long rather than just going ahead and doing it I could have just done it and got it over with by now and it's it's kind of uh, troublesome for some people to do that stuff because your brain your brain is naturally i think uh, meant to protect you from these things so um uh and they want they doesn't want you to really do these stuff do these things uh, because it wants you to stay in that in that in the area but it's up to you it's up to you uh to push the boundaries of your brain and to push the boundaries of your mind because i think that's the most important thing you can do uh, because it's such a, it's a it's a largest muscle and it's the strongest uh tool uh within your body um if you can master not, you can never master your mind but like i mean you can just uh deal with the things that have been going on with you or stuff like that if, if you can understand your mind more and how it works um, that's more steps for you becoming uh, stronger and a, a, a more free person rather than being a slave to your brain, right? Um, I'm going to open up my windows. Hold on. It's, they're kind of... uh have my light on right now, and I shouldn't be having this light on. I should be having these windows open um, because it's kind of sunny out. Hold on a second.
Okay. Uh. Yeah, all of a sudden, uh, it seems a lot brighter in here now. I seem to do that. Holy shit. It's actually a nice day. I gotta get out here. Holy. My mom has like this uh, Canada flag up on the front lawn. It's kind of uh, weird because ne my mom never has a fucking Canada flag in front. Now all of a sudden she feels she's feeling more Canadian. I think just because it's past Canada Day. But um, I've, um, some people who know me, obviously, I'm Italian. Uh, I never consider myself Canadian. People ask me, oh, what are you? I say I'm Italian. Um, they're like, no, you're, oh, you're from Italy? I'm like, no, I'm from Canada. They're like, no, so you're Canadian. They're like, no, I'm Italian. And, yeah, just because it's like, I may not have been born, I may have been born in Canada, but I don't like saying that I'm Canadian for some reason. It's kind of weird like that. Um, I think this is, I could probably speak for a lot of people. Um, like, if you're a European descent or anything like that or any, like, African descent to Asian descent or, or wherever you are and you're living in Canada people say oh um, where are you from and then they automatically assume they just say oh I'm from whatever right it's kind of like but I'm born here like but you're so you're not from there you're from Canada like yeah okay okay sick um so you are Canadian, like yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess I guess I am Canadian. I guess um, uh, but I don't like to consider myself uh, a, a Canadian. But like when I go somewhere else, like in the world, like I go to the states, be like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Canada. Then bas basically, I'm just like uh, contradicting myself, I guess. But I mean, you probably you probably would I probably wouldn't say like that one from I'm from Italy if I'm in the States if someone asked me in the States oh where are you from I wouldn't be like oh I'm from Italy um because I'm not holy fuck that's kind of a mind fuck um wow do you guys say that let me you guys let me know I don't know shoot me a DM on mike.tpetro.lab.ca I'm not lab.ca that's my fucking uh, email um, it's Mike. It's Mike Dotti Pietro, actually. Uh, no, I live dot say just Mike Dotti Pietro on my Instagram. Shoot me a DM if you guys do the exact same thing. You guys can relate. If you don't, then uh, um, tell me why you don't. I don't know. Um, I made this dream board. It's pretty cool. It's a whole bunch of stuff that I've accumulated that I've tried to look at every day and uh, remind myself. Um, like I, if some people, people that uh, know the law of attraction, this is one of the things people do who understand the law of attraction. They use a dream board. And I look at this shit every day, man. I look at it, I look at it, and picture myself in houses and cars and have, have sayings and words on there to like, kind of remind me and keep me on, on, on focus when I'm, when I'm not. You know what I mean? But meditating lately, it's pretty cool. Um, just kind of just sit down and for 10 minutes, I have the, I, I use this thing called now Headspace. And, uh, and uh, it's just like this British guy talking to you and just calming you down and settling you down. He's like, oh, um, just relax the mind. Um, 
think about where you are and uh think about the 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 space around you and uh get, and uh think about the contact on the floor and then he just starts talking to you calming you down it's pretty uh pretty soothing you know it's pretty relaxing it's like uh it's like it's like having a uh somebody there when you're meditating which is pretty cool just because like when i try to meditate by myself it's kind of like um hard because you kind of lose focus but this guy just brings your focus back and your attention it's pretty cool it's like only like 100 bucks for the year and you start he starts you off with like basics so like basics of meditation which is like three minutes it starts you off with like three minute meditations and then you can go up to so in the basic one there's three to ten minute and so you can do either one and then it goes to basics two when it goes up to ten to f- ten to fifteen then it goes basics three ten to twenty um right now i'm at basics three so i'm doing about ten minutes a day now ten fifteen minutes a day i've been doing it for like um two weeks three three weeks now i say a month um it's pretty cool man you get to understand your your mind and you get to um see your thoughts and just how I don't. I get to see how crazy I crazy I am, basically. <laughs> like the the amount of thoughts that run through my mind, you know. And uh, it's pretty cool that you can just be one with them and focus on them rather than being so caught up in your phone and uh, other things in your life. And just having that time for yourself, it's uh, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and. It kind of just settles you into your day type of thing. If you do it during in the morning, either do it in the morning before you go to bed, I would suggest. Uh, but then again, I ain't no shaman or uh, meditative coach, so you do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, as the Hodge twins would probably say, anybody knows who those are. Um, you're an OG or you're a real one. Um, it's a fucking beautiful day here. Holy. Um, uh, Oh, I invited anybody, by the way, I'm selling a fish tank, um, five gallon, um, it's kind of dirty, but everything works, lights work, and heater, I got a heater, I got the filter, you just need to buy filter pads, which is just replaceable, um, but everything works, man, the filter works, pad, uh, heating works, I got a thermometer in there, I got even decor in there, if you're interested, you know, Show me a fucking uh, DM and we can work out a price. You know, nobody wants to buy for fifty. Um, I want to sell it for fifty. Um, it, it just have to clean it. Um, there's a lot of like um, feces and all that good shit on there that you just have to scrub, get some good elbow grease, and it'll be brand new. Just pretty simple, you know, simple stuff. Um, I don't want to clean it because it's. Uh, it's kind of gross, so I'll let you clean it if you if you buy it. I even throw in uh, some uh, uh, some food too. I even throw in some fish food if you want. To, for I have beta food and I have just regular tropical fish food. So if you want those two, you just let me know. Um, yeah. Uh, does anybody ever use fucking uh, coconut oil? Coconut oil is fucking amazing. Um, put that shit on everything, bro. You cook with the shit. You can put it in your hair. You can put it in your nose. You can put it in. If you have a little rash, you put it on your rash. Just the little, just a little, just a little bit. You know what I mean? To to soothe down the pain, soothe down the itch. It's fucking great. It's a multi-purpose thing, and I 
I would I've been using it for a while now and it's fucking it's fucking great. Take take you even eat you can even eat in the morning. Take a tablespoon, just eat it for breakfast, you know? Quick thing, you know, quick thing. Um I'm not from Toronto but I'm from Pickering, so it's that's the way I, I, I talk and shit, guy. Um Yeah, dude. Uh, I think that's gonna be it for this podcast, dude. Um if you guys enjoy the podcast and you want to see more uh show me love uh show me some love on uh on on the instagram on the ig i'm gonna plug it again mike.dpietro um if you don't then uh you don't have to listen that's fine uh find something find somewhere else to listen to um that's okay i'm not gonna be offended won't be hurt um, if you do listen to it, please stay. Please don't leave. Please listen, because I need the views. Um, you've been a fucking amazing, amazing audience. We'll fucking talk to you guys in another episode.